are real and if you sit against a wall in a very dark room you might get there to level 974 with miss kitty absolutely dude back rooms are such hey, a hey, fucking or, joke or you find the the one wall that that's is discolored discolored and doesn't project shade shade dude the matrix yeah dude, these back rooms are fucking bullshit hey if there there is a ma- matrix there has to be a glitch somewhere do you well okay okay do you honestly think that there's a matrix? Yeah. Do you honestly think there's a fucking matrix? I don't think so. That's I, what I thought. Would yeah. the, would anyone even think that there was a matrix before the matrix was made? No, because that's where the fucking pop culture came from. Because allegory of a cave dates back way, way, way before the matrix, and people didn't believe that they were KFA. The matrix. Look it up. I want to see right now. Just like those those fucking TikTok videos you see, where it's like the use of my asshole stinks was used in 1984. So 1983. People were sniffing assholes. I'm curious. On the spot, what's the definition of the Matrix before the Matrix series? Let's see it. That's an interesting question. Nothing worthwhile. <clears throat> well, then. well then. Well then. Well, that sucks. That sucks. You know what doesn't suck, though? Hmm. Welcome back, purgators, to Stuck in This Purgatory. My name is Chase. I'm just a computer simulation. The other two computer simulations sitting next to me are Hunter. I am Robot. And Adrian. I am programmed to say hello. <laughs> oh. That was good. You know? <laughs> you are, you fucking robot. That's why we keep you. Hello. Your your jokes compute well. You, you, you gotta be like, hello. <laughs> hello. I am, a, I am a robot. You sound like Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> do not make fun of my homeboy like that. All he wants to do is play his fucking clarinet in peace. You got this little yellow asshole that's right next to him. This little yellow asshole. And he's just annoying him every day just because he's such a happy, jolly little fucker. Well, you know what? In the real world, good luck. I want to see the happy, jolly motherfucker like that in the real world. Chase is Squidward in the real you, world. <clears throat> you do embody Squidward pretty, pretty well. You know... I make more money than he does, so fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're really annoying me with that insidious shit. You know that? Why? Why? It's Watch the goddamn movie, not show. I will. Up. I will. Uh, bullshit. I know you won't. Yes, I will. Okay, that's a deal. Are you sure? Yes, sir. You gonna shake on it? You gonna parlay? You gonna parlay on that? Absolutely. Put a parlay. Can on you believe that these bit. two assholes who are believe in like nerdy ass shit are betting are sports betting now? I mean, I was an athlete before I was yeah. nerd. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, dude, you've been a nerd since day one, Hunter. I don't want to fucking hear Yeah, but it. I was also when an I, athlete. When I, you know what? Public announcement on the podcast. <laughs> the first time I met you and went over to your house, you dirty little pervert. What did I do? I don't <laughs> even remember. How do you remember this? I'm so ready. <laughs> I walk into this motherfucker's room. He's got bunk beds. He's on, of course, he's the older brother, so he's, he's yeah, up on top. Normal. And... 
His sheets are a little crusty. I don't even think and, I could jerk and, one off back then. And I see a poster of Hermione Granger right on the ceiling, just like <laughs> in Christmas Vacation when the old man is checking out Marilyn Monroe up top. Dude. Okay. Nerd. One. Nerd alert. <laughs> One. Incorrect scientific fact. I don't think you could nut back then, so no. Negative. Negative. So there, there, there's nothing crusty about nothing. <laughs> Two. Why would you even be on my bed sheets, you fucking weirdo on the top bunk? Pedophile. Rapist. <laughs> Three. Hermione Granger is a beautiful young woman, and she's very attractive. You know what? I'm not going to lie. She's very attractive in some of her, some of her older films. Oh, apparently, apparently, uh, Chase was very judgmental as a what ten year old, nine year old? How the fuck old? Dude, I was just as nerdy as you. You kidding me? Yeah, I was sitting. I was sitting in my room. You know what? I was. I wasn't even athletic at all. I was. I had to sit on my skateboard to ride down my driveway. (laughs) And you know what I did on my free time? What? I played NHL '98. That's a nice one. And you learned the the violin. I did learn the violin. That is the OG of video games, right there. NHL '98. Zach Hansen. Yeah. Don't you forget, next time you're out here, boy. We're playing Game some on, Madden. bitch. Yeah. Game on. Dude, I miss Madden and all that. Those are good days. Did you ever play the hockey one? Which one? The NHL hockey game? It's NHL 98, dude. Oh, you said NHL. I said NFL. Yeah, you're right. That's a fucking cash money, dude. No, it didn't go over. I just didn't hear the H or the F. All I remember. I thought was. I remember from PlayStation 1 was just the EA Sports. It's in the game. They still do that. Yeah, but it's not like it was in 98. Yeah, nothing's Just good. saying. Everything's Frogger. Whew. Sucks. Speaking about Frogger and jumping around and weird shit, what are we talking about today, boys? Cecil Hotel. Sure it's not the Cecil? It is the Cecil Hotel. Cecil Hotel. Can you believe we're talking about this? Uh, it's a big one. I promise you this isn't going to be a murder mystery episode because, you know, a thousand and one people have covered this fucking shit about uh, Elisa Lamb. But we will talk about Lisa Lamb, so good luck. Have fun. <laughs> the alternate dimension. The the elevator game. The elevator oh, game. Oh, that just popped in my head. I Bing bong. Well, well, you guys are talking. I'm going to do some research. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, okay. This is going to be a long episode. You sure want to research? Absolutely, because I could delete a lot of other shit that I have. So when are we going to go see the Cecil Hotel? I don't think you can. You can't. It's, it's closed. You decommissioned it. So you know they're what? renovating it now. Yeah, it's going to become something completely different. Listen, listen. Wait, wait. What listen, is... Linda. Listen. Okay. It's only illegal if we get caught. True, like many things in life. It's oh. on Skid Row. There's going to be so many homeless people there. I'm sure they have people breaking all the time. They did say uh, the, I, I can't remember what the society is. It's like the Society of People that of Shelter or something. And uh, they said they did have a few people living there that they couldn't kick out. Oh, yeah. That's, so with yeah, people? of course. Oh, yeah. And when you watch these shows about the LAPD, and since I'm from Colorado, fuck you, LAPD, you don't sound like you're worth a damn. <laughs> Quite honestly. You know, we probably have an LAPD cop listening right now, and you're just, you just singled him out, my guy. You know what? When I watch documentaries and I hear you couldn't find this, I don't know what to say. I'm flabbergasted. What's more iconic than the LEPD in terms of police? Between LEPD and NYPD, that's like the OGs. <laughs> you know what? I got them. But Super Troopers. Super Troopers. <laughs> Reno 911. <clears throat> Super Troopers, the syrup game. What? what what's that iconic God line? damn it, Farva. <laughs> no. My ears shenanigans one more time. <laughs> Hold up. I need to watch that clip. 
That honestly is such a good movie. All right, guys. Well, uh, <clears throat> call me Mosquito Spray and just just name me Deet because there's going to be a lot of details in this. And uh, also... <laughs> did you just think of that on the fly? I did. God. I did. You know, I think you're jealous. <laughs> I honestly think you're jealous sometimes. You have a skill, my friend. <laughs> the dad jokes be with you. I'm also going to apologize right out the bat because I know it's Cecil. But when I look at it, it looks like Cecil to <laughs> just me. Just wants so, to say it. I'm just. I'm probably going to say Cecil Hotel a lot. Uh, I off the top. I'm sorry. It's endearing. I try. You know. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the grand opening of the Cecil Hotel. See, I did it right there. The Cecil Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the grand opening of the Cecil Hotel. I feel like it's important to get the facts on this place. We're not talking about, I want to emphasize, we're not talking about just Elisa Lamb. This is giving we me We are talking uh, about the spooky-ass hotel itself. Oh, the yeah. The most haunted hotel in America is yes. what people call it. This this is giving me some uh, PTSD from our Glenwood Springs Hotel Colorado episode. Kinky. We're getting all the facts straight before it gets fucking weird. So the Cecil Hotel was built in 1924 by Hotelier... William Banks Hanner. It was supposed to be a destination hotel for international businessmen and women and social elites. Hanner spent $1 million on the 700-room Beau Arts-style hotel, complete with... Don't laugh. <laughs> equality in the workplace and society. There is no, no equality. None. There is equality today in the story that I tell. I wish that was true, my guy, but there was no equality. We are in history. <laughs> yeah, this is not historically <laughs> hold on, accurate. Hold on. Okay, back in this time. <sighs> Men are better than women. <laughs> B- wow. Bitch, make me a sandwich. <laughs> See, you made it worse if you just said businessmen. <laughs> I know. You, made, you had to point that out, and you made it ten times worse, and Adrian's over here crying because he can't handle it. Hanner spent $1 million on the 700-room Beau Arts-style hotel. Complete with a marble lobby, stained glass windows, palm trees, and an opulent staircase. Beautiful. But Hanner would come to regret his investment. Just two years after the Cecil Hotel opened, the world was thrown into the Great Depression. Dang. That's the sound of the wind and potatoes rolling through the the air. And Los Angeles was not immune to the economic collapse. Soon enough, the area surrounded the Cecil Cecil Hotel would be dubbed <laughs> the Cecil Hotel would then be dubbed Skid Row, just like my underwear, <laughs> and become <laughs> home to thousands of homeless people. How do girls listen to our show? I, How is the majority of our listeners women? I don't. I appreciate know. you from from my the deepest part of my soul and heart. Thank you. We appreciate you for sticking with our immaturity. Just know there are still good men out there. They're still <laughs> men of chivalry. They still exist. The once beautiful hotel soon gained a reputation as a meeting place for junkies, runaways, and criminals. Worse yet, the Cecil Hotel ultimately earned a reputation for violence and death. Beers up for the, the Mr. Hanner gentleman who uh, fucked up his investment. Mr. Hanjob, who came peace. a little too early. Yeah. Oh, about... Three years too early. Premature ejaculate. Two years. Uh, if you would have waited about four years, you probably could have got past this. True. <laughs> Just saying. That's sad. You Just... know, I, I that was a calculated three years that I said. All right. So what makes this Cecil Hotel so amazing in my books? Well, 
It's suicide and homicide at the most haunted hotel in Los Angeles. Oh my God. <laughs> What's your favorite thing? <laughs> suicide and homicide? Well, yeah, that's why it's haunted. That's why it's the most haunted hotel in Los Angeles. It's just the way he said it, right, Adrian? It was like no, it was a little good. kid in a candy he shop. He liked it, see? Don't I respect it. He doesn't like anything you like. Don't listen I'm to him. I'm throwing your trash. He don't out. like nothing. In the 1930s alone, the Cecil Hotel was home to at least six reported suicides. A few residents ingested poison, while others shot themselves, slit their own throats, or jumped out their bedroom windows. In 1934, for example, Army Sergeant Louis D. Borden slashed his throat with a razor. Less than four years later, Roy Thompson of the Marine Corps jumped from atop the Cecil Ho- the Cecil Hotel. I am. I told you it's going to be brutal for me. I love the, the the conflict within your mind. And was found in the skylight of a neighboring building. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. How do you not break through that? That's a strong-ass skylight. Yeah. <laughs> Holy That's shit. That's actually pretty impressive. Give me the number of that guy who manufactured that skylight. Fuck. He wants to know real estate business. Not tempered yeah. glass. Oh, no. atmospheric pressure. It's the humidity. Coriolis effect. The next few decades only saw more violent deaths. In September 1944. 19-year-old Dorothy Jean Purcell awoke in the middle of the night with stomach pains while she was staying at the Cecil. You want me to take over? No, fuck you. Cecil with Ben Levin, 38. She went to the bathroom so as not to disturb a sleeping Levin and, to her complete shock, gave birth to a baby boy. She had no idea she had been pregnant. Virgin Mary. I, dude, same way. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. So mistakenly thinking her newborn was dead, Purcell threw her live baby out the window. What? Wait, what? Just keep reading. And onto the roof of the building next door. At her trial, she was found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity, and she was admitted to a hospital for psychiatric treatment. What the fuck what did I of, just read? I've never heard of such a thing. Mm-hmm. Seriously? This was a huge case. That's She's, crazy. She looks insane. Like, the picture of her, you go, yeah, that that lady, insane. But she was normal like, up until mark. then? Okay, so... No, come on, like... or was People she... know when people are insane, but, like, they don't have evidence to throw them in the mental hospital. So... Oh. I'm just gonna say this up front before we get through this whole episode, and I know this is way premature, talking about... You know, Hermione Granger and shit. But <laughs> I feel like Skid Row and the amount of drugs involved has a lot to do with the shit that goes on in this hotel. I think somebody put meth in the water. Probably. Not a, not a, not yeah. a bad assumption, right? No. I think Elisa Lamb was in the water. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Oh, my God. That's getting cut. You know her parents are still alive. Yeah. You asshole. There's still people that was actively literally, investigating that, that was death. literally like eight years ago. You <laughs> asshole. You call me an asshole. Wow. He even he, People he, were drinking that water. He that, even finger banged. He even finger banged when he said laughed. that. He was like, ah, he, people were drinking I'm that Adrian. water for Patreon weeks. Patreon special. People I know. were drinking that water up. for weeks. I understand I that. It's okay. Fucked okay, up. so uh, it has context. You know what's more fucked up is they were they didn't realize they were drinking this water until it like turned black from her fucking corpse. Juices, yeah. It's just like, what took it that long? In 1962, 65-year-old George Giannini 
was walking by the Cecil with his hands in his pockets when he was struck to death by a falling woman. Bet it was a panini. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's my first dad joke! <laughs> Forever. <laughs> oh my god, I did it! She looks insane. That's insane? Okay. That's insane. Pauline Otten, 27, jumped from her ninth floor window after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. Her fall killed both her and Giannini instantly. Police initially thought the two had committed suicide together, but reconsidered when they found Giannini was still wearing shoes. Okay, L.A. police for you. If he had jumped, his shoes would have fallen off mid-flight. So he was, well, they didn't hmm. have shoestrings back then. And please, stuff. why is that? Why is that determined? It's in not 1962. Suicide you're gonna sit there and tell me there's no shoestrings in 1962. <laughs> we were shoestrings. My grandma invented. had shoestrings, and she was born in 1936. Adrian says some things. He says some things. They were wearing Crocs, you know. <laughs> if he, <laughs> they were wearing some 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 rainbow some tie dye Crocs. Or some Ugg boots. Don't even sit there and tell me that shoestrings weren't invented in 1962. Actually. <laughs> 2000 BC is when they... See, I will admit my wrong. Yeah, there you, you were wrong. There you go. That is... What a wild assumption. It, if he had jumped, his shoes would have fallen off. That is a fact. <laughs> LAPD here. The man was still wearing shoes. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Reporters, what? What? Are you still wearing shoes? Blasphemy! Tell us what happened. I could just see the news headlines, oh dude. That gives you mad. All of America was like, "Really?" <laughs> Ohio's over here, really? like, well, "What that's in the strange. fuck?" <laughs> well, <laughs> we need All to make right. that a shirt. Right. That needs to be we our will. first we shirt. Will. We will. <laughs> well, that's, that's strange. strange. Yeah, just like us. In light of the suicides, mishaps, and murders, Angelinos promptly dubbed the Cecil the most haunted hotel in Los Angeles. I I agree. Um, and I cannot wait to talk about the Elisa Lamb part because that... I have theories after watching that video again. It's interesting. It's interesting. So, what also makes the Cecil Hotel so fantastic is that it's a serial killer's paradise. Isn't that just great, guys? It is. It's fantastic. You know, with the, the ever um, emerging of like experience based buildings like like Meow Wolf and shit, I just it, we're not too far off from you being able to visit visit a place that's literally called a serial killer's paradise. I just know it's coming. That's gonna be an interactive experience. Oh, come get murdered. Why would you simulated, say that? bro? Right? Business idea. Haunted house. Simulated this murders. Cut. This is a business idea. Okay. While tragic calamities and suicide <laughs> simulated murders. Meta. That should be Meta's fucking tagline. Simulate murders. Come die with us. No rules. Lawless. Lawless. That you know what that happens? You know what happens? Westworld, motherfucker. That's oh, what happens. That's fucked up. That'd be wild. So in a serial serial killer's paradise, while it may be tragic calamities and suicides have contributed heavily to the hotel's body count. The Cecil Hotel has also served as a temporary home for some of the grisliest murders in American history. In the mid-1980s, Richard Ramirez, oh God, 
murderer of 13 people and better known as the Night Stalker, lived in a room on the top floor of the hotel during much of his horrific killing spree. This dude's twisted. Hail Satan. One of my favorite, favorite serial killers for sure. You want to know who my favorite one is? Yeah, which one's your favorite? Ted Bundy, because he was able to murder 50 women in a Volkswagen. Oh, you fucking (laughs) comedian copier. (laughs) Copywritten. Copywritten. It was a pretty funny joke, though. Yeah, it it was. was. Just got to cite your sources. After killing someone, he would throw his bloody clothes into the Cecil Hotel's dumpster and saunter into the hotel lobby either completely naked or only in underwear. None of which would have raised an eyebrow, huh? writes journalist Josh Dean, since the Cecil in the 1980s was totally unmitigated chaos. That's the way I like it, baby. L.A., that's the only way I want it. Sounds like I know a place to get naked at. Put it on the list. At the time, Ramirez was able to stay there for a mere $14 per night. Listen carefully to that. In 1980... He was able to stare there for $14 per night. It's wild. And with corpses of junkies reportedly often found in the alleys near the hotel and sometimes even in the hallways, Ramirez's blood-soaked lifestyle surely raised nary an eyebrow at the Cecil. Cecil. When talked about the time when Ramirez stayed at the hotel, one former Cecil resident described the hotel at the time as a lawless place. One that was so chaotic, serial killers felt comfortable calling it home. Interesting. Okay. Serial killers, right? Usually very detailed fucking, you know. uh, Depends on the serial killer. Okay. Let's just say that they're usually meticulously strange, right? In some way. They're organized, ADHD, a lot of things. Why is it that automatically a place that's kind of fucking nasty and and lawless and shitty would a serial killer want to be there is my question. You know what I'm saying, guys? Just a little off. Hide in the shadows, baby. Seems a little too Hollywood for me. Hide hide in the most obvious place. Best well, way to be not not to be seen. Ramirez was all about that kind of stuff. I guess so. I guess so. Well, back in the eighties, I would never go no further than the sixth floor, the resident Kenneth Gibbons says in banishing. Usually on the higher floors of the Cecil, people used to get killed up there. <laughs> Once they got a guy in the room, they would rob him, beat him up throw them out the window. So if you didn't watch yourself, you might come flying out of there with no wings. Didn't have Red Bull back then. He, uh... (laughs) (laughs) He he chose that voice for a man in fucking L.A. in the 80s. Hell yeah, brother. Wow. You never know, man. People go out there for gold. Rush. It's the California gold rush. <laughs> Listeners, you hear that? There's gold. There'd be gold There's in California. Still gold There's in California. still gold. You gotta go. You know where that gold is? Where? Governor Newsom's background. <laughs> and his, his energy crisis plan. Yeah. It's like that one movie, the whole car is made of gold, but it's in plain hiding. Ramirez. <laughs> I don't know if I should keep that or not. It's great. I thought it was wonderful. Why do you guys keep voting him in? Yeah, like, <laughs> shit just keeps going so wrong. Jesus. Why? Can Get rid of him. It's, yeah. really, it's real simple. There's other good Democrats out there. That guy's <sighs> psycho. God. Ramirez's room was on the 14th floor, but as far as we knew, the Night Stalker never brought any of his victims back to the hotel. It was simply a safe place for him to return after committing murders. You know, back to the Newsome thing real quick. <laughs> <laughs> told everybody to quit turn on their lights for two weeks so they could level out the, the spike. 
just like the COVID cases. He he put a ban on gas sales to force people to buy electric cars. And they can't. You haven't then, seen it. And then he has he has required them not to plug in their electric yes, car. Yes. So my favorite meme right now on Instagram it says Governor Newsom's plan, and it's got an extension cord with like eight plugins in it, and it's plugged into itself. Yeah. What a fucking Don't moron. charge your Teslas, all right? You fucks. All those people with those gas Honda generators charging their Teslas. <coughs> Damn. It's one of these hotels that's well known for this type of crime. The Cecil Hotel is where serial killers, you know, let their hair down, says Kim Cooper, an author and L.A. true crime tour guide for Esoteric, who was interviewed in Vanishing. I feel like I should have <clears throat> done a female voice. One was a figure who said, <laughs> "I got no more female voices than that one." Just do a, just do a real raspy gay man. <laughs> just do that. Do a real raspy gay man. I can, I think it'd be raspy. One with the figure stayed upstairs <laughs> no, on the fourteenth floor. That's too. That's paying too major. Fourteen dollars the night for his room. No, twenty. Twenty. Like to scare, <laughs> torture, torment, kill, rape human beings. Mm, baby, no, not Mister Slave. Not Mister Slave. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You need to do more like. 2020 is gay man, like just kind of airy and floaty. I don't know. Like one was a figure who who stayed upstairs on the 14th floor. See, you can't do it without a list. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear it. You reminding you, fuckers. <laughs> one was a figure. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no Jesus Christ! One was a figure who stayed upstairs on the 14th floor. There you go. Paying 14 dollars a night for his room. He liked to scare, torture, torment, kill. Rape human beings. Lammy winks, lammy winks. Wow, this went way too far. <laughs> She's talking about Richard Ramirez, of course. On at least one occasion, he had actually removed someone's eyes as his human trophies. And then after committing some of the most brutal murders that happened in Southern California ever, he would come back to the Cecil, she added. In the middle of the night, he would be in the back alley, covered in blood, taking off his clothes. Ooh, daddy. She did say the ooh, daddy part. Fellow L.A. historian and esoteric guide, Richard Schwave? Schwave? Okay. Also described Ramirez's habit of walking up the stairs to his room in his blood-stained underwear, barefoot, after discarding his bloody clothing outside. He didn't discard all of it because he still had the bloody underwear on. <laughs> or unless that's his kink. He that shits blood when he from kills. Chipotle. That came from Chipotle. Chipotle. Cooper added, and that's cool. And no one's got a problem with that because it's that kind of a heavy place. Ramirez was finally caught and apprehended on August 30th, 1985, after a group of L.A. residents spotted him in the streets and prevented him from escaping until police arrived to arrest him. That's heavy, man. That's heavy. He's a good one. We'll have to do an episode on him someday because the man was a Satanist. He, and he loved the devil more than he loved killing people. That is that is true. So there were some other serial killers who began to call the Cecil home. In 1991, Austrian serial killer Jack Unterweger, who strangled prostitutes with their own bras. Also, this is another reason, lady, not ladies, not to wear bras. You can't be strangled with your own tits. Only bras. Rumor has it that he chose the hotel because of its connection to Ramirez. 
Because the area around the Cecil Hotel was popular with prostitutes, Unterweger stalked these environs time and again in search of victims. One prostitute he is believed to have killed vanished right down the street from the hotel, while Unterweger even claimed to have dated the hotel's receptionist. All right, let me give you background on the serial killer because it's actually a fucked up pass. So this guy, Jack, he got arrested, I think, when he was either 16 or 18 for murdering a woman in Austria with her own underwear. Right, that that's just his his thing. I, I feel like I've heard of this douchebag. Yes, before. well, so while he was in Austrian prison, he was sentenced there for life. Well, he became this big activist on uh, human rights in the prison, and he became such a popular figure that they released him early, and he would go to these big talk shows and everything, and he was very famous. He's a very famous person, so he got to go to different countries and stuff. I think it was in France he murdered someone and they couldn't uh they couldn't prove that he murdered someone. Didn't he have like a fangirl that he was with too the whole time and she was like kind of keeping an alibi on him? I think so. Yeah. And then uh he went to the Cecil Hotel because he heard about Ramirez and the hotel. And uh well he was in LA, he used to ride around with police officers and he, what he told them is he wanted to see how Americans handled crime. And what he could do to prove differently. Well, his main object- objective for this was he was scouting out his next prey. So he would have L.A. police officers driving him around while he was scouting out the women that he wanted to pick up. I do remember listening about this guy. This guy's really creepy looking, yeah. too. He's got a book. Yeah, yeah. He had a, no, he was, I like, told you were joking. That was, yes. That's what made him hard to find because they didn't believe that this popular, you know, born-again person would be out here killing and because it was across con- country lines perfect demo yeah. just perfect i mean wild. literally perfect dude had some weird tattoos too Woo. Cheers. okay so now we get into the sauce because damn boy she thick she thick thick the elisa lamb case are we ready for this i i when when i first started liking scary stuff and like doing research and stuff this was one of eight eight years ago this was one of the first things that i came across and i explored every possible way that could explain this case and just like everyone else it stumps them and what i want to believe is what i want to believe and what other people want to believe they will believe and there's no there's no solving this until either a mafia member comes out and be like, yeah, we murdered this girl, threw her in a water tank and whatever. Or it just goes hidden. And no one will ever know. That video, man, it's got some weird shit in that video if you look real close. And it's weird how many other suicides are at that place. It's like not that weird to have these weird suicides. And I agree with Agent. I'll second him on that, that this case was very fascinating. And it really brought in that whole era of internet detectives. Mm-hmm. Like, don't fuck with cats. And this shit, too, people are very passionate about solving this case before the police can, which I fucking admire. So, before we get into Elisa Elisa Lamb case, we will talk about the Black Dahlia case, murder case, that is associated with the Elisa Lamb case. So, basically what this whole thing is about is a woman who is... Mistake me if I'm wrong, but it her name is Beth Short, and she was 
seen at the Cecil Hotel hours before she was murdered. And she was murdered in such a gruesome way where she was her body was cut in half and her face was cut with both of her lips all the way to her ears and stitched back together. There's a lot of things that compare to one another. So both of their names are derived from the form of Elizabeth. Uh, both were wo- women who were in their early 20s, traveling alone, frequenting public transportation. Both of them had loose travel plans that they were known only to themselves. They were both petite, attractive brunettes with personalities described as charismatic and outgoing. Both also suffered from a form of depression. Each one traveled from San Diego to downtown Los Angeles in January. Each were last seen in a downtown hotel. Neither woman's disappearance was immediately reported. Both were missing for a number of days before being discovered, dead in a shocking location. And the deaths of both of these unfortunate women have inspired enormous media attention and speculations. So, not the form of murder that is the same, but same correlated with the Hotel Cecil. Interesting. Fascinating. Truly fascinating. Coincidence? Maybe not. <laughs> but it when when you bring up the Elisa Lamb case, everyone brings up that case as well. I never heard of that one, actually. Me yes. Uh, so it shows you how ignorant I am. Well, let's show Hunter the same photo that I showed you of this lady. Oh, no yeah, shit. shit. That's her? I thought that was a different case no. that you showed me. Oh, no. that's oh. fucked, bro. That's even trippier now? Oh, it's fucked. Yeah, I did okay. not know that. I want to see this. I want to get in on this. I thought this was completely different, separate. That's all I can think in my head. They'll be thinking that for oh, me. Oh, Nelly. So her face is all ripped up and then re-sewn together? Yep. Oh, it, This was one of the Jesus. most gruesome murders that detectives had, had seen in a long time. It's crazy they released the photos. That's like oh, that's a really good photo. L.A. cops don't give a fuck. I know. They're driving serial killers around. In 22 years plus of doing this job as a news reporter, this is one of those cases that kind of sticks with me because we know the who, what, when, and where. But the why is always the question, said NBC LA reporter Lolita Lopez in reference to the mysterious death of Elisa Lamb. To this day, nobody knows how exactly Elisa Lamb died. We know that the 21-year-old Canadian college student was last seen in the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles on January 31, 2013. But the infamously chilling hotel surveillance video that captured the bizarre final moments before her disappearance, let alone the other details that have emerged since, have only elicited more questions than answers. Ever since her body was discovered in the hotel's water tank on February 19th, her tragic demise has remained shrouded in mystery. It truly is one of our most recent decades' greatest mysteries because there's so much... So many questions revolving around this case. So many unanswered theories, so or unanswered points, but so many theories about this shit. It just blows my mind 
How the fuck did she get where she got? I do, I want to know in 2013, let alone now 2022, we didn't we don't have enough technology to figure this shit out. It's that's what's so fucking good about this case. It is fascinating. So fascinating. I but Adrian it. has an an- answer it. for it. He'll he'll tell us he'll he'll solve no, the case by the end of this. You guys won't like my answer. Oh. I I want to hear. Yeah, we'll hear what we think at the end. Continue. Although the coroner's office ruled her death as an accidental drowning, the strange details of Lamb's case have fueled rampant speculation about what may have really happened. Internet sleuths have come up with a myriad of theories about the tragedy involving everything from murder conspiracies to evil spirits, which we're focused on. But when it comes to the disturbing death of Elisa Lamb, where does the truth lie? So starting with the vanishing of Elisa Lamb. On January 26, 2013, Elisa Lamb arrived in L.A. She had just come from Amtrak train from San Diego, San Diego, and was headed to Santa Cruz as part of her solo trip around the West Coast. The trip was supposed to be a getaway from her studies at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. Vancouver! (laughs) Where she was originally from. Her family had been wary of her traveling by herself, but the young student was determined to go at it alone. As a compromise, Lamb made sure to check in with her parents every day of the trip to let them know that she was safe. That's why it struck her parents as unusual when they didn't hear from their daughter on January 31st, the day she was scheduled to check out of her L.A. hotel, the Cecil. The Lambs eventually contacted the L.A. Police Department, the LAPD. The police searched the premises of Cecil. Cecil? Cecil? The police searched the premises of Cecil but couldn't find her. Police soon released surveillance footage taken from the cameras at the Cecil Hotel on their website. This is where things took a turn into the truly bizarre. The hotel video showed Elisa Lamb in one of its elevators on the date of her disappearance acting rather strangely. In the pixelated footage, Lamb could be seen stepping into the elevator and pushing all the floored buttons. She steps in and out of the elevator poking her head out sideways towards the hotel's hallway in between. She peers out of the elevator another few times before stepping out of the elevator entirely. The last minutes of the video show Lamb standing by the left side of the door, moving her hands in random gestures. Nobody else was captured on the video except Lamb. Public reaction to the inexplicable video crossed all the way to Canada and China from where Lamb's family is originally from. The four-minute video of Lamb's strange elevator episode has amassed tens of millions of views. It is truly one of the most chilling videos you've ever seen because she's clearly hiding and looking for someone at the same time. If you haven't seen this shit, uh, check it out. I, you know, I don't want to bring any more attention to this than it already has because obviously this is a huge deal still, but it is truly bizarre, the, the motions and the actions, not only of her but the elevator and the image of the elevator itself. Yeah, like why, if you're running away from someone or, you know, being chased, whatever, you would touch all the, the floors and the, it's like she was high or something. It just didn't make sense. But it was so erratic. It's like, she, and the strange gestures she made, sign language. I, are they sign language? Is it a message? Aliens? Are aliens real? Is she trying to tell us something? I don't know. Well, the accidental discovery of the body was on February 19th two weeks after the video was published by authorities. 
Maintenance worker Santiago Lopez found Lisa Lamb's dead body floating in one of the hotel water tanks. Lopez made the discovery after responding to complaints from hotel patrons about low water pressure and a weird taste coming from the tap water. Mortifying. Literally mortifying. It took them two weeks. A decomposing body in, is this, what, what time of years? I mean, it's cold, but still enough heat in that tank. Uh, it doesn't matter. You're dead. Your body's decomposing. The whole time. It's horrid. You ever seen that episode of Walking Dead when they killed the water zombie and it's all bloated and shit? No. Out of the well? Out of Herschel's well? Ugh. Well, God. Her body started to get bloated real bad. Yeah. The water. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Agent. Thank you for pointing that out. Yes. Appreciate it. If I, if I was not already grossed out enough. <laughs> According to a statement by the chief of the L.A. Fire Department, the tank in which Lamb's body was found had to be drained completely and then cut open from the side to remove her five-foot four frame. Nobody knows how Lamb's corpse, floating lifelessly next to the same clothes she wore in the surveillance video, ended up in the hotel's water tank, or who else might have been involved. Hotel staff told authorities that Lamb was always seen by herself around the hotel premises. When the autopsy results for Lamb's case came out, it only served to ignite more questions. The toxicology report confirmed that Lamb had consumed a number of medical drugs, likely to be medication for her bipolar disorder, but there were no indications of alcohol or illegal substances in her body. See, that's that's what fucks me up, too. Their drugs are counted out. She didn't have a bipolar episode because she was taking her medication, so she shouldn't have had, like, a really super low, and she's like, I'm going to kill myself. But why would somebody, if she did kill herself, why would she just stuff herself in a tank? That well, seems well, the thing so is, strange. is uh, the lid for that water tank couldn't be lifted by someone of her frame. Right. It's unless heavy. it was just, like, she just had this superhero strength, but that lid weighed... Hundreds of pounds. Hmm. Did she accidentally discover a interdimensional portal and she teleported herself accidentally in the fucking water tank? Back rooms. Could be. <laughs> okay. Adrian okay. is like, fuck you. Chase, what's your take? What happened to Elisa No, Lamb? because because <laughs> there is a back room of water. And Okay, we're not getting down this wormhole. We will do back rooms hey, later. You okay? said it. I did. I apologize up top. <coughs> um, I want to hear Adrian's theory first before yeah. we go into the theories. Now, you obviously have seen the documentaries and done the research, and so we might spoil some stuff here. But so my my theory is she played the elevator game. Have you guys heard of the elevator game? Not enlighten me, good sir. So let me get my all my facts right. But essentially, what the elevator game is, is it's a pretty creepy ritual that sees the player visit a number of different floors in an elevator in a bed to get to a new dimension. The person playing must first enter the elevator alone before the press, pressing the button for the fourth floor. They must then descend to the second floor up to the sixth down to the second again, up to the tenth, and finally down to the fifth. They must not get out of, out, on any floor. After reaching the fifth level, the legend says a mysterious woman will enter the lift, but the person playing must not look or interact with her. Players must then push the button to the first floor. Two things are 
supposedly said to happen here. The lift goes down, the player must leave the building and not look back. If it goes to the 10th floor, once the player leaves the elevator, it is believed they'll be entering a new dimension. Pretty creepy. Huh. You guys want to try it? I kind of do. I kind of fucking do, too. Fuck it, man. If I die in another dimension, at least there I know Fuck there's other no. dimensions. Because it, it goes even further. But after Elisa's odd behavior in the elevator, specifically pressing a number of different bu- buttons as she entered, some conspiracists are convinced she was playing the game. It's worth noting here that Elisa's death was ruled, ruled an accidental drowning, with her bipolar d- disorder was found to be a significant factor. But I, I seriously think she went into an alternate, alternate dimension because in this elevator game, you could see her peek out like someone's watching her, right? In her actions in the video, she keeps looking out of the elevator. And it's like she sees someone else. If if it is bipolar disorder, then I apologize for what she was going through. And it's it's an awful case. But the thing that always gets me back when I want to start believing that, oh, it had to be something logical, is the fucking lid to the water tank. Like, There's nothing. That's the hard that evidence. No one could explain that. You can't lift the water tank. As much as people just say it wasn't it was drowning. She accidentally did this. This was one of her episodes. It's a very specific uh, thing to do. Unless it's like the movie Split where she just gets these different kind of moments when the human body is able to do stuff that you never believe that it could actually do. But I I don't think that's the case. There had to be something I mean, your game thing is pretty intriguing. I think Two points could have been murdered, could have been supernatural. It is the hardest thing. I'll tell you one thing I don't think it is. I don't think it's suicide. I know that. I, that I'm standing on that pedestal. I don't think she killed herself. So I know that people have watched this video endlessly over and over trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with this shit. And I know that I'm just a, probably another person who's saying the same goddamn thing. But regardless of how pixelated that video is, because it's shitty quality. I yeah. mean, you can barely tell. It's It's her. Um, there are some interesting movements of shadows in that elevator. There was she's some, actually gone. Yeah, manipulation. I agree. I agree. Um, and if you look specifically when she's completely out of the elevator, and the elevator door starts to open and close, if you look at the bottom left corner at a certain point in that video, you can see a black blob just peek out briefly, right as the elevator door closes again. There is some strange, strange shadows. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. For such a place with so much history, so much murder, so much suicide. And not even death and murder. There, There's people that are dealing with poverty. Substance abuse. Yeah. Yes. And there, there's just negative energy around the premises, in the premises, and what has occurred on the premises. Skid row, baby. It's There's got to be some horrible energy there that is just manifesting itself. I mean... Everything that you read and hear about this place where it's got co-ed common areas and everything and, you know, $14 a night. That's ridiculous. It's so, just a melting pot of disaster. It's almost exactly. as dark as Chase's underwear. The warp game. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Commences. Thanks. Appreciate it. So let's get into the real theories on Elisa Lamb. 
The first one is, Elisa died by suicide. So, some point to Lamb's Tumblr blog, where she often wrote about her depression and anxiety, as evidence that she died by suicide. But as reported by the CBC, the coroner said that a full review of circumstances didn't support the idea that Lamb ever intended to harm herself. Um, you know, with depression and bipolar disease and everything, I'm coming to understand that we don't know shit. People can say based off of evidence, but there could be some of the people out there who on the surface seem to be the happiest people in the fucking world, and then they're gone. So I'm going to, I think that's a little bullshit what they said. I, I think question mark, question mark on all of these theories. Uh, exactly. I'm going to, who wants to do the accidental drowning? Because you both seem very passionate about this. Accidental? Okay, I'll do it. So the next theory is Lisa accidentally drowned. This is a theory most supported by lead investigator, Detective Wallace Tennell? Tennelli, I think. Tennelli. I think it's Tennelli. Uh, I, I had a teacher with Tennelli as, as his last name, and it had an I and an A in it. Oh, fancy man. Tennell. Lamb had a history of bipolar disorder, and Lamb's sister told Tennell that Lamb took four medications, including Welbertin, an antidepressant, Lamotrigdalin, nice, an anticonvulsant, and Quatipin. <laughs> you don't have to say it, Asian, too. <laughs> an anti-epileptic and mood stabilizer. My opinion is that she fell off of her medication, and in her state, she happened to find her way onto the roof, got into the tank of water, at the time, I think that the water tank was maybe full, but as people used the tank, used water, unknown to her, the level was dropping to a point where she could no longer reach out and escape. and She died that way, says Tanel. Mm. Negatory. She Thanks had traces shit. of alcohol, or no, excuse me, she had traces of, of medication in her bloodstream at the time of her death. No. Negative. Next one would be Elisa was misusing substances. Because of her unusual behavior in the elevator, some have theorized that Lamb was misusing substances and a hallucinatory episode led to her death. Lamb's toxicology report found no evidence of substance or alcohol misuse, but self-described body language experts have claimed that her actions signaled a level of emotional dissonance. A level of emotional dissonance. Uh, yeah, because she was getting chased by interdimensional demons. Yeah, you I'd could be see fucking it. weird too. You can see it in the fucking elevator video. Shadow people, top hat man, interdimensional travel happening right there in that elevator. You witnessed it, people. In the Cecil. <laughs> in the Cecil. Where are you, Chase? Thank you, thank you, buddy. I honestly don't know if it's Cecil or Cecil at this point. I, I, I'm convinced either way. I think this one this one would be my big second one. I think mafia members, maybe. <laughs> I don't even think mafia members. I think just a Anyone. bunch of fucking drugged out homeless people on Skid Row. Yeah. What an interesting but, place but, to put a body. See, I, I always look to the next one, right? But why would she be doing that? Like the, her arm movements and all of that. And why would, she, why would that elevator door not fucking close on time? Illuminati. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's... 
But I'm, here, leaning, here, I'm leaning toward the paranormal on this I, shit. I'd go to the next one. Elisa was murdered by someone. Some believe that Lamb's elevator video suggests that she was afraid of someone. Duh. <laughs> was falling. <laughs> was afraid someone was following her. In the footage, she looks out in the hallway before jumping back in and frantically pushes the buttons. In an episode of Real Life Nightmare, forensic psychologist Cheryl Art said, It looked like maybe she was hiding from someone. And she seemed to be hiding in a corner, trying to make herself small and be out of sight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. 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 What? I could be a psycho- <laughs> psychologist too. <laughs> She's looking small. She's looking scared. So, but that's the thing is like, if she, that video is four minutes long. And I don't care if you're some psycho who wants to like incite fear in someone before you do something to them. You would have seen someone pass by that fucking elevator. Multiple times. Multiple times in that. Right. He would have ran right in the elevator. That's a perfect place. You just pinned your prey into a fucking corner. Hey, what time did this happen? Do we know the time know. of day? No, right. beca- because I'm pretty sure. May- maybe there. Let me, yeah. let me yeah. do yeah. some. Yeah. Because yeah. you have you make some interesting points. If it's during a reasonable time, sure, we should fucking see somebody. We should see something, some sort of movement. Somebody should have walked by. Or even if the killer was stalking her or whatever, shouldn't we have seen something happen something. in that moment? But there's no. A, there's a solid two, mini- two minutes at the end of the video where you're just having an image of the elevator. And the door's not closing or the door does close and open back up. So unless it's just that one split second of them run- running down the hall after the door's closed, yeah. you would see something run past or oh, run in. It totally. just that does not make sense to me. Or how many times have you gone into an elevator and it starts closing its doors like almost instant fucking-taneously? Like why isn't this thing not getting Before you even get in. Yeah, it's so annoying. Tanil said that at one point they did see Lamb come in with two gentlemen who gave her a box. Oh my god, the possession, the movie. I just wrote it down. Either way, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. <laughs> fanboyed out. He OMG. literally just fanboyed out. You'd like it. They were never captured by the cameras again. After her death, Lamb's belongings were were found in the basement, but Tanel didn't suspect foul play. My partner and I tried to figure out how somebody could have brought her in there, and it's difficult for someone to have been able to do that and not leave prints. They did not leave DNA or anything like that, he said. The next theory was Elisa was tormented by ghosts. Since its creation in 1924 in Skid Row, the Cecil has been linked to a variety of criminal activities, such as the ones that we had talked about. Because of the many tragic deaths that had happened at the hotel, some believe that Lamb was hiding from a supernatural entity in the elevator. Many point to her strange hand motions as a sign she was commuting, communing with a spirit. This is this is interesting. I had never heard this theory. The dark water connection. A lot of armchair theorists like to bring up the 2005 film Dark Water, suggesting that maybe someone murdered Lamb to copy the events of its plots. They point to the fact that the main characters are named Dahlia, like the Black Dahlia, and Cecilia, like the Cecil Hotel. In the movie... Residents at the apartment complex where Dahlia and Cecilia are living complain of dark, foul-tasting water 
which leads to the discovery of a girl's body in a water tank on the roof. Interesting. 2005, this happened in 2013. Interesting. Like a copycat killer kind of thing. Yes. That is not too bad of a, of a theory there. That could make a lot of sense because what a particular way... I mean, Hollywood-wise, it would be interesting that th- for this to actually happen in a movie. Like, it's kind of fucking disgusting, right? You get a whole visual thing. It's a whole mindfuck. So why wouldn't they want to repeat that? That's kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah, you know, honestly, and as much as I want to believe it's paranormal, like, it really sickens me thinking that there's someone out there who got away with this shit and it was, like, may never, ever get caught. Yeah, it's that like... That blows my mind. It, like I said, in 2013, even in, like, 20, uh, 1980, like, this shit would have been found out. So the fact that it was so seamless just blows my fucking mind. Insane. The next one I didn't hear about either, and I, I found that this is a very interesting, like, point of topic, and for you conspiracy theorists such as Chase, uh, you, you might like this one. Elisa was a tuberculosis test subject. One of the weirder conspiracy theories speculates that Lamb was a guinea pig for a new tuberculosis medication. Strangely enough, there was a tuberculosis outbreak in 2013 on Skid Row. Didn't even know we still had that problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let alone in 2013. Yeah. Aren't we all, like, vaccined up for the tuberculosis? I can still get tuberculosis. <laughs> That's terrifying. Uh, and theorists pointed out that one tuberculosis test is called the LAM-ELISA. That's fucking strange. What a coincidence. How convenient. All right, how about this one? No comment, guys? No comment? Uh, no, I'm mind-blown. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember hearing about that in a documentary, but for whatever reason, I'm like more mind-blown now. Well, that was strange. Tuberculosis test subjects and ghosts and demons and copycat serial killers. Well, let's get into the real juice of why we're here. The paranormal activity happening at the Cecil Hotel. At this point, I've said Cecil and Cecil so much. I don't know what it I is. I don't even fucking know. Yeah. I'm just saying words. Well, that's strange. Yeah, well, it is very strange. It's strange. So the new owners are attempting to mask the horrifying history of the Cecil Hotel through renovations. They even rebranded it as Stay on Main in 2011. However, it might be a bit harder to get rid of the many spirits and paranormal activity that regularly takes place here. Not to mention that the hotel is well known, especially since the 2015 series of the popular TV show American Horror Story was influenced by the hotel's dark past. While the Cecil Hotel holds a dark, violent, and mysterious past, it's also one of the most notoriously haunted hotels in the country. If you find yourself booking a room anytime soon, be prepared to encounter paranormal activity. One of the more recent creepy events at the Cecil Hotel was when a young boy from California captured a ghostly apparition on camera in 2014. The picture shows a transparent figure standing on the ledge outside a window on the fourth floor of the building. Several news outlets soon picked up on the photo, the possible ghost being quickly linked to the gruesome past of the Cecil Hotel. The young photographer told reporters, When I looked at that window, it just looked kind of creepy to me. And then I showed my friend, and he kind of freaked out. Just creeps me out still. He also claimed that the photo was causing him many restless nights. Sounds like the chick who fell on top of Mr. Panini Bread. At least you brought back that joke. I was very proud of that one. 
That is wild, though. Um, it is. It's really, and, it's really it, interesting. It, it links. It matches. I know. I, I can't completely rule out Supernatural. It's totally a possibility. Another eerie happening is when content creator Pete Monzingo moved into an apartment across the street from the Cecil Hotel, which had been closed since 2017. He didn't know much about Cecil when he moved, but it's since become a major part of his life. With four large windows facing the front of the hotel, Pete often filmed YouTube and TikTok videos of what he described as eerie, unexplainable activity. According to his footage, balcony doors would unexpectedly open and shut, curtains would move, and room lights would turn on. In addition, he said he's seen many apparitions and shadows in the hotel's windows. The first thing I ever saw was a man on a balcony smoking a cigar. It was at 2 a.m., and it looked like he was looking at me, Pete told Insider. I ran from one side of my apartment to the other to see if his head followed me, and in fact, it did. Man, ghosts really like a good cigar. Fucking A. Who doesn't? They'd be the Arnold Schwarzenegger of of the ghost world. You know me. You'll be catching me at Shotgun Willis with a cigar in my mouth when I passed off. That is a great, what a great memory. Core memory. Core memory. Sheesh. Pete theorized it may have been a figment of his imagination, a homeless person who entered, or even a ghost. Spooky ghost. Spooky ghost. Another time, Pete said he saw a silhouette of a person hanging on the top floor of the hotel. I didn't call the cops because the hotel was closed, so I didn't want it to come across like I was delusional, he said. In a video, he said the shadow was gone a few hours later. Cecil opened his doors for the first time to the Discovery Plus show, Ghost Adventures in 2020. In a two-hour special that aired on January 4th, 2021, host Zach Baggins and a team of paranormal investigators explored the hotel, capturing odd visual and audio recordings along with experiencing physical afflictions. The team came to the conclusion that the dark energy of the past is still affecting the hotel today, according to the Travel Channel. I guess we can still go to this day. Because it's called Stay on Main, baby. Well, no, it's, right it's being renovated. So it's open. I, no, it's not. Yeah, I can book it right now. Oh, so they must have just opened it. Yeah, it's Because it, it was closed from, like, the time period to basically now, like, 2017 till 2022, I guess. Yeah, it's it's definitely open. Huh. I, uh, I don't think I could... I, I think the hardest part for me would be walking through a skid row to get to the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> well, skid row has now moved, like, a mile Oh, it has? Mile down the road. Oh, shit. Sad day for those homeless folks. Well, maybe everybody's homeless there. <laughs> Do you think Cartman's down there trying to jump as many homeless people as possible? Yeah. Fuck yeah, boy. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Oh, man. I truly believe the Cecil, the Cecil, whatever the fuck we're calling it, hotel is truly haunted. Uh, I think there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, you've had so many people come and go through this hotel that have physically gone in the hotel. Um, I'm sticking to my guns on that video. Watch it again. You will see some weird shadow shit. I agree. Go on in that elevator. I agree. Adrian, to give you a fact, uh, it, the renovations ended in 2021, at the end of 2021. So there you. you go. It was very recent. So we could totally go ghost hunt that shit. And LA is a quick hop and a skip away. So Hunter, what do you think about? Um, is this place haunted? You ask? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's got some bad, it's got some bad vibes. All right. The most important of all, the skeptic himself. What do you believe? With the with the past that it's had, if there were a place 
that would be haunted, it would be one. This would be one of the key locations. Now, the hard thing for me is there's more evidence of paranormal stuff happening in other areas of the U.S. and the world that has been captured and that has been more documented than the Cecil Hotel. And with so many people going through there, I feel like there would be more documented cases. But going through everything, the Elisa Lamb one is a really good one. And it it's the main reason why a lot of people call it haunted. But it got its nickname from serial killers and stuff like that. It wasn't because they were seeing ghosts. It wasn't because, you know, someone walked down that's a dark figure. It was because of the dark past and all the serial killers and all the drug abusers and people committing suicide. Now, does this take away that from the fact that there could be a dark entity that has the ability to talk to people that have depression, that have have this other kind of medical condition where their mental state is not correct and takes advantage of it? I would be along on that train. Hmm. And I think what I'm really waiting for is for Chase to tell us how his past week's been. Are you ready, Hunter? What? Are you ready? For what? My lovely week in my new build. Did you have a horrible paranormal experience? My house is officially haunted. How did you do that already? The fucking dolls, man. The, it's fucking, the fucking dolls. dolls. Man. I told I, I told him months the like last month when he told me that those fucking dolls went there and I told him, dude. I thought we said we agreed when we did this podcast we wouldn't let that shit in. Uh, you know what's kind of funny is like <laughs> on, on the <laughs> on the surface, I'm like super freaked the fuck out right now. So this is like dragon fruit. This is straight up dragon fruit. Okay. Like I'm not kidding you. That's, okay. This is legit right. shit. Are we done with the notes? Are we moving yes, on? Yes, we're moving yes, on. I want to. I want to embrace this. Now, I do want to say I'm like a glacier, right? Like the you know the ten percent you see is like oh, oh, fuck that, but the ninety percent is like this is cool. I have like live, real time research in my own house. Okay, so you're kind of fascinated. A little bit. Okay, good. Bit. Good because nothing malicious. Yeah or nay? Possibly. Uh, not yet. Chaotic not yet. neutral. Chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. Maybe leaning towards chaotic destructive. Oh my I, god! I, I'm leaning chaotic. Uh, like they want to be just listened to and heard from. They want to be I, observed I, and yes, seen. Yes, to understand that they're there and they just want to play. So poltergeist, possibly some energy suckers. Yes. It sounds like what I need to do is pull these dolls out and just put them on a shelf. Do you want me to send you with a sage stick? One of those ones. No, I I'm gonna go buy some sandalwood. I'm gonna get that a shot. Okay, I've never done that before. Okay. So. Here's how it goes. All right, I'm getting the chills. Let's go. You've already heard the story about Becca and Shadow Man in my bathroom. First Psalm, yep, he's back. Um, now, Becca and I were sitting in the living room, and we just got done watching TV. I was sitting in my chair, and she was sitting on the floor next to me, and the remote was in the dead center of the coffee table right behind us. Right. Both dogs were laying down. She was playing with one cat, and the other cat was coming from the general direction of the coffee table and jumped onto Becca's lap. Yep. In the meantime, um, the remote control for the TV went from the center of the coffee table and slid off onto the floor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. A little mischievous. Didn't really believe Becca at first. And then she was like, how are you going to be on a paranormal podcast and not believe that this remote from the center of this table 
Seriously just moved off the center of the table to the floor. I said, we're you're, skeptical. You're right. Yeah. That's a little fucking weird. It's a little weird, but we're skeptical. I just skeptical. refuse to believe that my house is already haunted. Yeah, too soon. Too soon. Well, that night, um, I meditated before I went to bed. Yeah. And everything was totally fine, totally normal. So after after I finished the meditation, um, I rolled over, Becca rolled over, I said goodnight. So you're in a good mood. You had like a, a positive meditation. I was, it was great. I released everything I needed to. I felt light and airy. It That's, was great. A good point. That's a really good point. Um, rolled over. Not two minutes later, Becca says, "Huh? Did you say something?" I was like, "No, I'm trying You're to sleep." Still fully awake. Yes. Okay. She said that she heard someone say, "Hey, hey, hey," and okay. she felt some presence standing over her, like if she was trying to tap her on the shoulder, say, "Hey, hey, hey." Okay. All night long, she claims that she heard whispering and and she can make out syllables. In whisper form. Almost in a couple times, it was like they were trying to say her name, but it wasn't complete. It was just like, Eka. Eh, Eka. Hmm. Right? Syllables. Like echoes from another dimension. Maybe. Or Sorry, some presence. That's what came into my head. That's what came into my head. Yeah, interesting. Someone's trying to push through. Yes. Pierce the veil. Okay. So you know my life. I'm very meticulous about everything. Sure. OCD to the max. Everything that I do has to be done in a certain way or order. Um. I can't particularly say that maybe it wasn't me and I just can't remember because I got a lot of shit going on. But whenever I go into the garage to go to my second fridge to get a drink or whatever, I'll turn on the garage light. And then as soon as I'm done, I'll turn the light off before I even open the door. Well, I thought I turned the light off, went to go back in the garage later, and the light was still on. Shut it off, whatever, not a big deal, probably forgot. About an hour, hour and a half pass went by, and that's when we were going to bed. Wanted to check on the garage door to make sure everything's fine. Open the door. Garage light was on. Strange. Yep. Okay. Yep. Harmless, harmless mischievousness. Yep. Next one. This was the last one I've had so far. Um, I'm, I'm guessing this is the best one by the grin that's starting to form. No, it's it's along the lines. The best one was the fucking hey, remote hey, control hey. and the hey, hey, hey. That's pretty fucking Okay. Okay. Um. I was, I've been getting my clothes ready the night before. Um, and so whenever I do that, like I'll pull the clothes out, put it on top of the dresser. I close yeah. all my drawers because that's how I, you know. I do that for hunting. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, woke up the next morning, top drawer pulled almost all the way out. Hmm. And, and the, like listeners won't understand that just like, God, just forgetfulness. But Chase is it's like crazy a... OCD about this. Like I, I work in the office with him. And seriously, it has to be perfectly, like, shut. He makes sure that his keys go in the same spot every time. Like, if I ever grab his keys, I make sure I put them in the same exact spot. Oh, yeah. He, he's I, I, been driving my truck recently at work, yeah. and he's got all the survey equipment in there, and it has just been driving me fucking insane. I put it away twice, yeah. and somehow, magically, it's just, showing up back in my yeah. truck. And yeah. I'm like, I've, I've quit fighting it. But every time I open my door and the fucking thing falls at me, yeah. I get so annoyed. I could second so annoyed. I could second that, Adrian. Chase growing up, his bedroom, very meticulous. You'd make your bed every day. Could never understand that concept until I got oh, married. Oh, I do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, that, that blew my mind. So I can see the meticulousness. All your hats all lined up. All your shoes all lined up. How your desk is organized with your little trinkets and your little your little edifices and shit. And Dildos. your, and your effigies it. and shit. Yeah. So I can agree with that. That's kind of strange. Well, that's strange. I, I I'll keep you updated. Yeah. So, so backstory <laughs> for our listeners. His his fiance brought two dolls. Three. Three dolls. And uh 
I told him the day that he told me that those dolls showed up at his house. And they're they're pretty vintage, correct? Yeah, so her grandpa um, from Oklahoma actually purchased them for her. And so they're like, they're old school fucking dolls. They're like porcelain. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. all like Southern Belle and yeah. Yeah, it's they're legit dolls. I told him the day yeah. that those things moved in. Yeah. I said something's going to be fucked up over there. Something something about dolls, man. Yeah, and 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 now did I actually know something was going to happen? No. But I am terrified of dolls. And now that this is happening, I I I hope those dolls are not paranormal. I hope it's just how the week yeah. yeah. How the week's going, the cat hit the table, somehow it flew off, whatever. That's what I want to believe too. <laughs> yes. So that that's what I'm hoping for Chase and Becca. But I want everyone to know, I called those fucking dolls, dude. I called those fucking dolls. I, fucking I dolls. Still, burn them on a stake. Are you still willing to stay the night? Yeah. As long as I, I, oh. I can put I would love for him to have an experience. No, you're coming Wouldn't with me. Wouldn't that be the most you're ultimate coming fuck with you? Me. Why? For the podcast. It's a queen-size bed. You guys can Why spoon. am I staying over? So we can experience it together. Oh, it's that bad? It's like we need to, we need to do it? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. If it gets worse, Wait, if it yeah, escalates, 100%. yeah. I mean, I'm in. I'm in. But regardless if I'm there well, or with you or not. I just want to sleep with you. Well, I'd love to do that too, buddy. But regardless of that or not. You got consent. I consent. You're on signed. the podcast. I you signed got consent. it. I signed it. Regardless, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is those bodacious butt cheeks. I know. Just, just grasping <laughs> my bodacious butt cheeks, dude. Just be like a clap fest. <laughs> Okay, that's staying. That's staying. <laughs> that's staying for sure. But bodacious. Uh, bodacious. I love that word. <laughs> bodacious but toxes. Okay, so yes, if it gets worse, I want to do that. I do. I do. I, do. I, I honestly, after the recent events, I am half tempted to, to put up a camera. Yeah, especially maybe just in the living room. See, but wouldn't it be nice, though, if we stay the night, Chase, and this skeptical motherfucker has an experience at your house? Wouldn't I would, it just be sweet, would, sweet poetic justice? I would love that shit. I would see, see, pay for the, that. But the thing is, is if I stay at Chase's house, uh, I'm very meticulous on how I sleep. Once I'm out, I'm out. So, like, I, I wouldn't get up and go to the restroom. That's not something that I ever do. Fair. It's uh, it's just something. You're a heavy sleeper. Yeah. Well, it's not even I'm because I'm very light, oh, okay. to be honest. Because, like, when Emily moves around, she would, like, kick me. And I'd be up for, like, a second and straight back. Like. Interesting. But, uh. Like that something where I get up to go to pee or like you'd what it what it'd have to be is I stay there, I set an alarm for three in the morning and I force myself to like get up to go to the bathroom. And would you go see and go experience? Yes. And like see if I see your astral projection body. We're just like Chase Chase Chase, you hear? <laughs> He's out <laughs> snoring his fucking ass. You know off. what? Chase You know what? Because you fuckers are trying to freak me out so much about this astral projection, I am going to meditate tonight. And you're going to fucking project that I body? I am going to meditate tonight that I am going to project my body at the foot of your fucking no, beds. No, no. I'm going to wake no. your ass no. up. No, because if you say that, I, I will bring the water shit back. What water shit? At your house, Hunter. <laughs> Tell him to stop it. What water shit? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, it freaks you out now, huh? He cursed oh, my shit. house. He cursed my house. I think you cursed my house too, asshole. He's still looking at the door. He's still freaked the fuck out. Yes, I am. Vibes. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> this, this Cecil Hotel. <laughs> this, this Cecil Cecil. 
the thing that's weird about all this thing stuff happening tonight, this isn't even something that I thought would be like, scary. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the uh, we, we've done s- other stuff. Oh, that, I'm way more has, scared of Hotel Colorado. That I've researched and like would actually get me. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I understand. I may be a skeptic and it's it's because of, you know, it's hard to believe in that stuff. But th- if it did happen to me, I understand that I would be a little bitch. <laughs> like, I totally understand that. I totally understand that. Like, I don't have to act like I'm a tough guy. I mean, every, well, every, well, boys and girls... <laughs> When we go to a hotel Colorado here in a month, we will find out if he's a God. bitch or not. I will be because you guys will be like, did you hear that? And then I'll mm. be like. Uh, we won't even need to say that. You're mm, just going to yeah. hear shit. Shit's just going to happen. We should play the elevator game at the oh. hotel Colorado. I will not play that <gasps> elevator game. Uh, I'm not playing yeah. that little ass elevator with the mirrors, no. the other portals. Yeah. Dude, that oh, t- that that elevator's fucked, dude. We what already we had an experience. Get to the why back would rooms? you want to why would you want to fuck with it? But what if we actually get to the back rooms? Do you want to go there? The back rooms are not through an elevator, okay? I read hell. <laughs> he read hell? What? He read we, how to get to the back oh, rooms. Read hell. And the thing is is they they specifically clarify specifically specifically clarify the kind of materials and stuff that you need. And I, I don't even know what those materials like are. What? Uh, well, I don't know. They say you need materials. What what kind of materials? What what the fuck's going to prepare you for a goddamn fucking different dimension that <laughs> coins. No coins wanna... for the for the fairy man. Coins. Well, well for for the fucking kitty man, uh you need to take Catnip. a Oh yeah, the cat man. You need to make sure you take a cute toy. How do you know if he thinks it's cute or not? Oh, you the, know what you need. You know what you need to do. You need to go make a Facebook profile. You need to be totally one hundred percent against that Facebook profile, but still have everybody else in your life bitch at you that you're not friends with them. And then the one time that you decide when you have a million friends that you hate Facebook, try and delete your account, and you will be sucked into the matrix. Okay, South Park. Where you will play Yahtzee, defend for your life <laughs> in well, the Matrix. <laughs> he really is the religion of South Park, isn't he? Well, if you guys enjoyed the story about Cecil Hotel, or Cecil, like Chase likes to Thank say. Thank you. Or maybe you guys heard the crazy shit that was happening while we were conducting this podcast. Check out our Patreon, because you can also listen to all the strange noises all the freaky freakouts that we had on our Patreon, which will be found on our Instagram page through our link tree at Stuck in this Purgatory. And you guys can make the noises out to whatever they are and let us know on our email at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. I swear to God, if there's one day that I edit these videos and I hear some voice in the background, Shoot. what do we do? Do we quit? Do, do we, we keep going? Do we hang it up? I think we quit. I, I, uh, we, as as long nah. as Dom gives us the permission that it's okay in her house, it's okay. You don't have some sort of curiosity about it. I do have curiosity, and that that's where I will die. But <laughs> you, but you, ha- but so where do you draw the line? Is my question. Do you you draw the line between curiosity or when curiosity finds you? I draw the line when the demons look me right in the face, and <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do. All right, boys and girls. Well, make sure that you bring a cute object for Mr. Kitty uh, when you do reach the 974th floor at the back room, which we will get into in future episodes. Um, but in the meantime, while you're looking for alternate dimensions, we love you and thank you so much for listening and rating our podcast. In the meantime, while you guys do love our podcast so much, which 
I'm so glad that you do. We have some pretty big news to let you know. Um, we are actually coming up on our one-year anniversary of the podcast. Holy shit! Can you believe that shit? Time fucking flies. So, unfortunately, though, the way that that ended out is that to get to our 52nd episode, um, that means we're going to be taking a two-break hiatus, which is fine because we've decided that since spooky season is just around the corner, if it hasn't already hit your nutsack, <laughs> uh, we really want to come at you guys fucking hard. Like, like my dick is rock-solid hard. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, spare them. <laughs> again, we're taking a two-week hiatus. Um, we are still going to provide content for these next two weeks. Um, we're going to get on the TikTok trends because, you know, we're fucking millennials and we're sellouts. Sellouts. Fucking sellouts. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> Chase is older than me. You fuck. <laughs> I told him to say that because he gets so aggravated. I hate it. Back on topic. Uh, we will be giving you some mini content. So we are working on a bracket. And currently that bracket um, is apparently is trending on TikTok. And it's going to be paranormal movie killers um so we'll be giving you small little snippets until then we're gonna come back hard heavy and hopefully not flaccid for you guys in october oh my god when when we drop the spooky bombs on your ass so we really look forward to giving you the guys this stuff and if we do not give you a scare on halloween i don't know what the fuck we're doing here we'll cut your dick off <laughs> you will join my cults October 31st. We do meet on Tuesdays. Um, bring Little Caesar's Pizza. Uh, I don't know how to follow that up. Uh, it's spooky season. We love you guys. For for us, it's spooky season year-round. But for you peasants, it's spooky season for the next two months. Just kidding. I love you. Guys, we're so thankful for you. I don't know if I have a catchy phrase saying for this one, but... You know, when you're out there trick-or-treating here soon and the weather starts to get nice, just remember, if you fuck up, you could end up stuck in this purgatory. You know what? I think I got you, boo. I think I, think oh, I got you. You got something to inspire yeah. you? Yep. I think, you know what? Although you may be stuck in purgatory for these next two weeks, we're going to bring you back to life in October. <laughs>